learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in today. This is season eight, episode six, entitled Awaken Your Queen Code with Black Shake. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues, and When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at When Hers United, which is why they are emphasized so you can live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Then write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout-outs on future episodes to those that take a moment to do this. Without further ado, let's get into Season 8, Episode 6, entitled Awaken Your Queen Code with Black Shake. All right, so today we are back with another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur. So, Falak, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, so before we get started, I want to let you all know more about Falak. She is a relationship coach, an intuitive energy healer, a homeopathy doctor, and the author of the Soulmate Mantra. As a homeopathy doctor, Falak has been in the healing and personal transformation industry for over 15 years. She's passionate about working with women and empowering us to rise to our divine essence and power. I'm excited to hear from Falak, and I hope you are as well. So let's talk business. Black, I was being nosy. I went to your website. I was checking you out, getting more information, right? And I love the mission statement that I saw. So your website says that your mission statement is to help others transform and create an extraordinary life by unbecoming who you are not and becoming the best version of yourself. I think that is super awesome, right? So can you talk to us more about what this means and how you help people make this shift? Yes, like, you know, what we usually hear is become this, become that. I want to become this. I want to become that. I want to become who I am. But you can only become who you are when you unbecome who you are not. Hmm. And when I say who you are not, it is the titles that you have been given by the society, by the conditioning that you have been brought up with, by the traumas, by the woundings that you have experienced as a child, or it can be simply a conditioning that got to you by your caretakers, by your teachers. So it is, uh, let's take an example, a child goes to school and the teacher said, how dumb are you? You didn't get that? Like, you know, how many times have to explain you? And the child takes the belief, I'm not smart enough, or I'm Mm. not good enough. 
and he lives with that belief whole his life i'm not good enough but this is something that you have to unbecome because mm-hmm. you are not i'm not you are not i'm not good enough but you are good enough you are whole and you are complete so becoming who you are is more about unbecoming the conditions the patterns the the beliefs that you have been carrying about yourself that is not true so it is like you know i help people to get into their bottom beliefs of what they hold about themselves that is false extremely not true and to realize the true nature of being and this is how i i help them in their journey of becoming who they are who they really are i love that i love that you reminded me of like when i was in my marriage and it was just a lot of things that was happening in my life that i was unhappy with i remember one day looking at myself in the mirror and saying this is not my life right mm-hmm. and from me saying this is not my life i felt like i gave myself permission to then redefine what my life was supposed to look like as opposed exactly. to accepting what i landed myself into so to say yes So I want to dig a little deeper into that though, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As you were talking, it made me think of, I feel like sometimes we may have a belief, right? That we heard that someone said, but then you don't even know or realize you have this belief. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yes. I absolutely believe. And I call those beliefs as subconscious belief Okay, because we are not consciously aware of it, that we hold that beliefs. Let me give you an example. Last week, I was working with one of my client and she's an artist. She um, She's an amazing artist. Like, you know, she sings, she paints. And she had been like, you know, as we were walking through, she had, she felt as if there is some blockages in putting herself out as an artist, right? And as we talked, she also came to a point where we both un- unblocked a belief in her that said that it's impossible to make a living or livelihood by being an artist. Mm. Art is an hobby. Art is for entertainment. It's not to earn your livelihood. Now imagine she's on a verge of quitting her job and that made her super anxious that then how would I support myself? Would my art be able to support me? So this, this belief she was not even conscious of, like, you know, she was just experiencing that anxiousness and self-doubt that, oh, if I quit my job and go, go full time in my art, would I be able to make money out of it? Would I be able to support myself out of it? And this belief of her had been holding her back. And this is what exactly his father said. Okay, art is good, but what are you going to do to make a living? Mm. So her mom said, like you know i don't think it's a good idea to quit your job then how are you going to support yourself because they didn't believe that with art you can make money or you can earn your livelihood or you can use your gifts to uh, support yourself and this is the belief that was keeping her back from making money or making having abundance out of her gifts that she has been blessed with So yes, most of the times you are not even aware that you are carrying a certain beliefs. It it needs a certain level of awareness. Either you can yourself meditate, bring awareness into your being, in yourself, or you can have someone hold space for you through which you can dive deeper into yourself and unlock those subconscious beliefs that, that are limiting and that you are holding on to. When I work with clients, most of the times I can say, 
I tune into the energy and I I intuitively come to a belief that here they are holding on to. Mm, that's deep. Yeah. That is deep, yeah. deep, deep. <laughs> so would it be safe to say like, if you are having doubt, like if you, you're good at something, you've been doing it, people come to you, they ask you questions, people tell you how awesome your thing is. But if you're doubting yourself, then somewhere deep down is a blockage or a misbelief that you can be successful in that area. Yes, yes, yes. There has to be, if if there is any challenges that you are going through in any area of your life, then I say that there is nothing outside. It is all within. So mm. if there is a challenge outside, it is a reflection of a, a blockage that is inside of you. The moment you resolve the block, the situation or the challenge gets resolved. Mm, I love that. All right, mm-hmm. y'all. That Listen, we done started off with a bang around here now. I hope y'all <laughs> taking notes and, you know, absorbing all of this greatness because I love it. I love it. All right. So let's switch lanes just a bit, right? Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that you help your clients with is love addiction, right? Going over to your book, The Soulmate yeah. Mantra, right? Yeah. So can you talk to us more about what love addiction is and how we can avoid it? Because it doesn't sound like anything that you would want to just go out and get, right? Yeah. So uh, as I, like, you know, as the name suggests, being addicted to love or being in love, most of the uh, women, especially I have seen is like, you know, those who have traumatic childhood, who had been abandoned by a caretaker or a guardian or a parent, they constantly look to be accepted and loved by someone, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that need and desperation of the need to be loved and accepted is so strong that they fail to see all the red flags. They just Mm. want to be in a relationship, have that feeling of being loved. And because of that, they fall into the traps of either abusive relationship. It can be physical abuse. It can be emotional abuse, or it can be a pattern where the person is getting into men who are not ready to commit, right? Mm. But in spite of them knowing that, okay, this is going to happen. This is out there. They just dive in because of that desperation that need to be loved is so strong that just for that one moment they are ready to risk it all right Mm. so this is the pattern that i have seen in women that they would fail one relationship after one after the other and they do not have a gap even in the relationship like you Mm. know one over yet next they cannot be on their own Because the feeling of loneliness, not being fine with one's own self, the feeling of being rejected or abandoned is reflected in that gap, in that breaking of the relationship. And they so constantly look out for being in a relationship, for being in love, right? And this is the reason that I talk about love addiction a lot. I always say that women need to awaken their queen code. Queen Mm. code is where you don't go chase after men, but you sit in your queendom and then you let them chase you. Hmm. Okay, look, awaken your queen code. I love that. I love that. And it's so amazing that I can relate to so many of the things that you are saying. Like I was that person that went from relationship to relationship to relationship, which oddly enough right now, I'm in my longest period of being single for a little over two years since I was a kid, since I was a kid, (laughs) like, you know, from 13 all the way until what, 37, 38, 
Wow. Relationship, 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 right? And then now, you know, embracing that and being okay with myself, finally. Yes, yes. yes. That's deep. So would it be safe to say, like, well, I think you actually even mentioned it, right? Like, if you are going from relationship to relationship, if you find yourself with men that don't want to be committed, and in these not-so-good relationships, then maybe you have an addiction to love, and that's something that you may want to explore a little bit more. Yes, yes, uh, definitely. And also, like, you know, uh, especially if you say that attracting men who are not ready to commit, then there can be a deeper pattern of fear of intimacy because you yourself are not ready and the other person is just reflecting or just mirrorizing that aspect of you, that your unreadiness. And then you say, see, men are not ready to commit. It's not about me. It's about them. Like, you know, so, so yes, you know, there are various aspects. And I think uh, the only thing is, to focus on ourselves and to de-pattern ourselves, to de-pattern and work through our belief patterns. I truly believe that. Mm, that's deep. Work through our belief patterns. As, yeah. ooh, you, you blew me away with the, it may be a reflection on yourself. So I find that to be like an oxymoron, right? Like you want this love, but deep down you have a fear of intimacy. Yes, yes, it's completely because like, you know, then and then what it creates, it creates a status quo in life, right? Mm. On one hand, like, you know, I have been working with few clients, and I see that they have been so desperate. I want to manifest my soulmate, I want to have a partner in my life. And when you dig down deep, they have extreme fear of intimacy, they don't want to be vulnerable, they have fear of being rejected of being hurt. And so what they choose oh i don't want it like you know and and on this is subconscious and consciously because they are unaware of what's inside consciously they run after relationship they want a marriage they want love in their life but they are unable to manifest it because it's conflicting mm. from what you desire to what you have in your subconscious wow 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 <laughs> all right. I love you. You just hit on a lot of things. I know I need to work on. Look, I'm okay to say, look, I need, some, I need yeah, to work on some things. Right? A God for so many, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's switch a little bit again. We can, we can stay on this topic for hours, y'all. I know, I know, I know, but we're going <laughs> to switch a little, a little bit again. So I would love to know more about you being a channel of light language and light code. So can you please expand on this co concept for us? Yes. So light language is a kind of a encoded frequency. Like, you know, it is, it, it is a vibrational frequency encoded in sound. And so the language, when you hear it, it doesn't make any sense. When you try to understand with your conscious mind, but it is the language of the universe. It is the language of the galaxy. And it does have a vibration. Since our bodies are made up of energy and vibration, like, you know, we, we too have an energetic vibration. At a vibrational level, it touches and influences and brings in change at an energetic level. So though you might not understand it, but hearing, just hearing or listening to it, I usually talk the light language. Some people through hand gestures, through dance movement, also channel light language. So through that, when you listen, those sounds, those words, which doesn't make sense, it automatically brings in change at your energy frequency, at your vibrational frequency. 
it goes deeper at the level of your DNA to activate the junk DNA, we say, that are responsible for all your intuitive abilities. It has a capacity to activate those junk DNAs and bring in change and healing at a energetic, at a soul level. So whatever issues that you are going through, this light language can be for specific purpose, like for healing trauma, for healing certain emotions, for healing the divine feminines or the masculine aspect of oneself. I also channel light code art or light codes when you put it down on paper. So you would look it as if someone has doodled something or scribbled something, Mm -hmm. but that is actually a channeled uh, light code art that I say. And I I also uh, receive it with many, many times with sacred geometry, like, you know, the, like we say the onk of the Isis is a sacred geometry. Uh, The flower of life is a sacred geometry. Like, so I would channel and receive those light code arts and it can be used for various purpose of healing and transformation interesting interesting so as i was listening it made me think of like chanting uh yeah it can be channeling it can be channeling where you are just receiving i'm i'm like you know i'm just uh connecting with the channel and i'm just receiving it's it's like you know i have no control over it i just speak out whatever comes to me kind of Mm. And then it also made me think of like those bowls. Yeah, the singing bowls. Yeah, the singing bowls works on the same uh, concept of vibrational healing because it does create a certain vibration when you move that uh, singing bowl with a wand. It creates a certain vibration. And since our body is made up of energy and it is the energetic vibration that causes everything so anything of a similar nature like you know uh, this is energy this is energy so they have the ability to influence to create a uh, impact and as i would say all healing modalities work like reiki energy right as dao hands or dao healing hands or technology so these are the things modalities energy healing modalities which act on the energy of the body of ourselves and have the ability to bring in healing Okay. All right. So there are many ways to heal. Absolutely. Pick which way works for you? Absolutely. We just want you to heal, right? Yes. yes. Even crystals, like, you know, they hold certain vibrations and they have the ability to bring in change in your vibrational frequency. So this all uh, work on the same concept. Yes. Love it. Love it. All right. So switching again right y'all keep Mm -hmm. up we keep switching look we have so many areas to cover right so Mm -hmm. in business we learned that it's important to differentiate yourself in the market right Mm -hmm. so one way i know that you've done this is with your ability to integrate healing with science for an easier and more logical understanding yeah so talk to us just a bit about healing from a scientific perspective yes Because I have a background of science, I had been a doctor, I can say all my life, I have invested eight and a half years in just being a doctor, like, you know, getting my master's. And I I understand the healing energies also. But to a lay person, when you talk about light language, suppose just we as we talk, if you give them a recording, oh, this is a light language, they would be scared. Oh, you are just blabbering. Oh, what are what is what is it that you are doing? If I move my hands like this and I say that I'm 
healing you they would be scared oh my god what is she doing like you know it is it is scary for someone who doesn't understand or it is like you know it is confusing for them they don't get it but when i bring in signs that everything is vibration everything is energy and when i bring in the laws of quantum physics that like you know energy has the ability to travel to transform to bring in change and it travels from higher to lower or uh like you know example a tuning fork fork if a tuning fork is stationary and you bring a vibrating tuning fork to the one that is stationary the one that is stationary also starts vibrating at the same frequency as the other this mm. is quantum physics so if i am a person and i'm vibrating at a certain frequency i bring in something that is of a greater frequency in my surrounding i would start vibrating at a higher frequency so when i explain this in the background of science they say yeah this makes sense they are more open because human mind is very logical it needs logic to understand and this was my major learning like you know as a healer i always thought like you know how do i explain people of what i do and my background in science gave me the ability to explain them bringing in the laws of quantum physics in front of them that this is what science says as well right as we know that light travels some say as a particle some says as a wave but they say that if you feel light is a wave you are going to see as a wave if you if you feel that it's a particle you are going to see it as a particle so this is what even science says that your perception has the ability to change things Mm. and so even the beliefs that i say that you manifest what you believe it's not just what is said but this is what quantum physics science also talks about it mm that's the that's the yeah as you were talking about the tuning fork right yeah just to you know break it down into something that may be more relatable it yeah. made me think about people right like when you're in a room or around you know i used to be around my ex-husband and he if his attitude stunk next thing you know my attitude stunk and i might have been feeling good 10 minutes ago but because i came around him now i felt a mess yes. because he came yes. in with his mess yes yes you completely got it right i can say that and I, even in my book i have written that in order to raise your vibrations you need to surround yourself with people who are at a higher vibrational level who are like you know uh, so I, it is as simple as that energy everyone perceives it like you know you enter a room full of people there are some people you would like to go and talk to because of the vibrations that they carry mm. if you see someone grumpy in the room you would automatically stay away from them like you know this is not the person to go to so it, it is how do you perceive it is the energy that you get from the person so definitely i would say that always surround yourself with people who are of a higher vibration level and when i say higher vibration level it is not that you have to check their vibration but who are ready to support you who are mm. ready to encourage you to motivate you who see good in you rather mm. than criticizing you and pulling you down so all the people who are jealous of you criticizing you trying to pull you down do not like you are not your energetic match right but the right. people who are there to support you to uh, encourage you who, who look the good aspects in you who look up to you like you know who honor you respect you are the people are your tribe are the right. people who are good for your energetic vibration who's going to raise your energetic vibration a simple compliment 
is enough hmm. to raise someone's vibration, I would say. Right, right. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Great, great, great advice. Now, let's talk mindset. So we're shifting over to our mindset segment, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just from, you even alluded to it while we were talking during our business segment about how our perception determines what we see and things like that, right? Yes. But talk to us about the mindset shifts that you experience with moving from India to Canada, as well as with transitioning from a traditional doctor to a healer. Yeah. When I moved to Canada, it was a huge shift for me, going from east to west completely, like, you know, it was a cultural change. It was a, a geographic change, like, you know, the weather change, everything, everything. And back there in India, I always identified myself as a doctor, like, you know, that oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a, I did my master's, I'm MD, right? But when I came to Canada, in Canada, homeopaths are not considered doctors. They are just considered as homeopaths, like, you know, because it is a system of alternative medicine that comes under naturopathy in Canada. So there are naturopathy doctors and they practice homeopathy. So it was, it was quite um, a life-changing thing for me because suddenly I felt as if the doctor title has been taken away. I'm mm. no more this, my part of identity. I would say my identity was gone because this is what I identified myself with. But during that time, I had the opportunity to dive deep in my soul and see what am I if I'm not this? What am I if I'm not a doctor? And that helped me to rekindle my, my desire to write, my desire to bring out the wisdom that was there in me in the form of a book. And that, that was the time when I said that, okay, and I was left only being a healer. So I embraced the part of being a healer. Whenever I introduced myself, I always introduced myself as Dr. Falakshake, right? You know, I would, I would never say, oh, I am a healer, right? Because that sounded something unscientific, like, you know, <laughs> that sounded something unconventional. And that's why I did not embrace that. But only when that doctor was being taken away by the universe, I would, I would say, I embraced my healer self. I connected with what I was doing. Because ultimately, I'm helping people transform at a physical, at an emotional, at a soul level. And this is what I started to put myself out as. And I pursued my desire to write. I pursued my desire to be an author. I and this that. is how I brought my book out. Nice, nice. Oh, my goodness. So what you just said actually led into the next question. When we talked previously, you did mention how you hid behind the title of doctor. Yeah. Because you didn't think that the title of healer was as prestigious, so to say, right? Yeah. So you alluded to this, but I want to dive a little deeper, right? Talk to us more about ego satisfaction, which is a word that you taught me, right? Yeah. Versus our soul's calling, because it sounds yeah. like, you know, that's the shift that you experienced yes like you know i i only realized that i so much identified and i had so much of ego attachment with my doctor title when it was taken away where i, I was very in a place of despair and disappointment when i came here and suddenly i realized that okay i cannot be a doctor for now like you know 
and it was a blow on my ego because i was so attached to that identity of being a doctor like you know and i never went beyond that like you know i never explored in spite of under the doctor title i was practicing all the energy healing modalities like reiki theta healing and eft and crystal healing but i had this doctor title to satisfy that logical human mind oh she's a doctor she she doesn't have to explain herself she knows what she's doing but when i'm not a doctor and I, and i say i'm a channel of light language it was scary for me it triggered a deep trauma in me one of my past lives where i was being killed because i was uh, like you know considering a witch like the witch's wound that we call it out as like you know which many of us have where they are afraid to put out themselves as healers and or just there is a fear of being seen and being out in the world and being noticed because of this witch's wound where the women were killed for having their intuition for having their healing abilities in one of my meditations i had this vision where i was being killed for being a healer and mm. that was the resistance that was the fear that was triggering in me when i had to address and accept myself just as a healer and the lesson that i integrated from that lifetime was to be able to connect the healing the spirituality and science together and offer it to the world where they can accept acknowledge and embrace the energy healing modalities so as to uh, use their in day to day life right and they do not have the resistance and also i'm saved <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i heard a sort of like an external validation right an external yes. validation that you desired and then a shift to an internal validation yes and yes. then even an opening up like once you you know it validated yourself internally it led to yes. other things that you had been suppressing yes yes it was it was like you know it was literally i understood that you do not need any certification to kind of you know satisfy your ego but you need the experience and your innate qualities and you need to keep out yourself in the world as you are and just be true and honest and be of service and this is what is going to work for you right that's funny you reminded me of like i feel like as and i don't know if it's a women's thing but i do notice it with a lot of women is that we put all of these barriers in front of us or yes. all of these things that we have to have in order to move forward when we already have the skills we already have the knowledge right mm -hmm. so for me personally like in corporate america i've been doing business analysis work since yes. like 2005 right wow. work as far as analyzing business practices business projects things like that right it's just a natural knack that i had to analyze yes. interpret to um break things down from a smaller level and spin them back at a higher level for you know mm -hmm. regurgitation for other people right and when it came down for me going into business i felt like i needed my masters to be respected right like i didn't look back and give any credit to all of the knowledge and the experience yeah. and it's like you yeah. know this 
you know, this degree isn't going to make you know it anymore. But I did learn yeah. some things, you know, I'm glad yeah. I did go and get my master's. I'm glad yeah. I did. Yeah. But there's people in business that don't have that and they're doing super well, right? So a lot of times we, you know, look for this external validation yeah. based on what we think it is, but yeah. really it's how much do you believe in yourself to yeah. then be able to move forward freely, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely, I, I, this is exactly what I meant, like, you know, where we feel that, oh, that one more certification is going to help me. Oh, let me do one more and then I'm going to start doing this. Oh, I do not have enough skills. I do not have enough, enough certifications. I'm not against the certifications. Of course, they help you practice. But at times, those certifications do not justify what you have within. Like, you know, you have more potential than, than what you recognize, I feel. Right, right. I love that. Love, love, love it. If you want to support the ongoing production of When Hers United, the podcast, your contributions are welcomed and appreciated. There are two ways you can do so. Via Cash App and Buy Me a Coffee. The Cash App handle for When Hers United, the podcast, is dollar sign When Hers United. That's dollar sign W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D. And the Buy Me A Coffee URL is B-U-Y-M-E-A-C-O-F-F-E-E period C-O-M forward slash W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D. I want to thank you in advance for your support. And remember that no donation is too small. Talk to us about the mindset practices you use to show up at your best every day. For me, I'm very touch in my feelings always. I constantly, during the day, see how I'm feeling. I have a practice of journaling every day, like, you know, end of the day or in the morning. So that helps me bring in clarity of what is going on within me, like, Am I, am I holding on to certain things? Am I holding on to certain emotion? What is triggering me? When I put it down in my journal, it helps me bring in a lot of self-awareness. Mm. And of course, I have my healing modalities. Like I just learned Tao hands healing, like, you know, Tao healing technology. And I do my practice of it every day to help me. That helps me remain centered and be energetic aligned. So that, that are a few practices. Some uh, yoga is one of my thing. Like, you know, I'm there on my mat each morning practicing yoga for an hour. That is me time. That is time for myself, for my body to honor myself. And of course, a short uh, breathing exercise along with the practice of yoga. So that, that is it for me. I love it. Love, love, love it. You actually led right into our next segment. Now, let's talk personal development. Talk to us more. You said you just took a class. Dao Hands Healing, yeah. Dao Hands Healing. So is that the last class that you took? Yeah. You talk, yes. talk to us more about what that is. So uh, Dao Healing Hands is a healing, uh, healing modality. It is like, you know, channeling the energy of Dao Source. It's a Chinese 
healing modality as similar to I can say Reiki, but it acts on a much deeper level. And you connect with the source and you can use the energy either to heal yourself, any aspect of your life. And I just uh, got trained in level one. So I've been doing for myself, but I would be soon be this weekend, I would be getting trained in level two. So I can use for my clients, for my family, for my friends and for healing various either physical illnesses, emotional issues or any challenging situations that a person have been going through. So yeah, so it is kind of one more feather in my head. I love that. I love that. And that's exactly what this personal development segment is all about, right? Yeah. It's like to continue to develop yourself, to yes. continue to grow. And you yeah. touched on a point that I think is super amazing, right? Like you're learning it. Phase one is I'm learning this yeah. for me. You yeah. know, then phase two yeah. is like, I'm learning it to help others in my business, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's a win-win situation. You help yeah. yourself. You're able to help others. You're able to yes. grow your business and expand your Absolutely. portfolio, right? Yes, yes, yes. I love Absolutely. that. Yes. All right. So tell us about any personal development advice that you have for anyone listening. I would say one should have any one thing, like, you know, even one thing that you are committed to do for yourself. Like, you know, as women, I always see women doing things for their family, for their kids, for their husbands. But when it comes to the self, they keep their self at the last. But I feel there should be at least one thing that you do every day for yourself. It can be just simply having your coffee in silence for 10 minutes. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be a very hi-fi thing that, okay, do yoga for an hour, meditate for one hour. No, it can be just a simple thing that you are doing only for yourself for honoring your needs. And it has to be a daily practice. It can be just walking out in your backyard on bare feet on earth. That is the simple thing. But in those 10 minutes, you are just investing that time and energy just for yourself, giving your own self the priority. I think as women, we need to understand that need of keeping oneself as a priority and giving that time to oneself. I feel journaling is my way of connecting to myself and giving that time for myself where I'm, I'm doing it just for me and mm. not for anybody else, right? right? So I would say one should have one thing that they can do every day and that should be for themselves. I love that. I love that. Now tie that back in for me. How does that, like taking that time for yourself, whatever you choose to fill that time with, how is that helping you develop and grow as a person? Because when you are taking care of your family, when you have kids or when you have your own business, your work, what happens is you are constantly putting energy out. You have to bring in a balance between work and life and your personal stuff and everything. And at the end of the day, you burn out yourself. Mm. You, you do not have energy to put enough energy to put into work. You do not have energy to put in your family. And to avoid that burnout, this is a recharge, a dose of recharge for yourself that would help you serve better. You have to fill up your cup first. So right. these things would help you filling up your cup first so that you can fill up others as well, fill up your business, your work as well. 
I love that. I love that. Recharging is personal development. Yes. Right? So do not avoid it. Embrace it. I love it. Let's talk self-care. So today, the aspect of self-care that I want to talk about is self-love, right? It's a super Mm -hmm. important aspect Mm -hmm. of self-care. So tell us what self-love means to you and how you practice self-love. I would like to talk about a recent uh, incidents that happened with me. And I would say, like, you know, I want to break the typical uh, ideas of self-love, like, you know, getting getting pampered or getting manicures and pedicures is not just self-love. Because I, I recently got into a issue with a friend and I realized that this friendship had been not for my highest good. There, mm. was, an, uh, there was a kind of a emotional abuse in this friendship. So what I did was I did have my boundaries and I turned away from this person. So self-love is keeping oneself as a priority, as honoring one's needs, as honoring healthy boundaries, learning to say no towards a poor treatment is also a part of self-love. Because if you are not loving yourself enough, you are going to allow poor treatment. You are going to allow emotional or physical abuse being done to you. Mm-hmm. But the moment you realize I love myself more than any other thing, I keep myself as a priority for me. I choose to honor myself first. That is self-love. Right. And out of self-love, you take your stand. You learn to say no to mm-hmm. things that is not in alignment with you. Right. This is self-love. I love that. Love, love, love it. Love it, right? And what I like most about that is that, you know, I think some people may avoid self-care, self-love, so to say, right? Because, oh, I don't have money for a massage. Oh, I don't have money to go get my nails done. Nowadays, nails cost $80, $100, right? Like, I don't have that. Yeah. But the things that you said don't cost a thing. Exactly. Right. They don't cost money, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. But they do, on the other hand, they may cost you a friendship. Yes. But it sounds like it's one that needed to go anyway. Right. So, you know, that even maybe goes back to some of the things we talked about in the beginning a fear of abandonment. Even a love addiction can go towards friendships. Right. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And like, you know, that's why I wanted to bust this myth of uh, self-love that, okay, self-love is all rainbow and fairies. No, it is not. It is, it takes courage to love oneself enough. It takes courage to be there for oneself and not get into the patterns of fear of patterns of codependency, right? Hmm. Yeah. 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 I checked out your website. I see you got a free ebook on codependency because I think that's another big topic that needs yeah. more exposure is codependency. Yes. Yes. Right. All right. So let's switch. Let's switch on over. Right. So I know one of your favorite quotes is nobody can take care of you as you can take care of yourself. So tell us why you love this quote so much and why you feel others should embrace it as well. Yeah, because like, you know, I have been working with so many women clients and they come to me and say, oh, my husband doesn't care for me. 
I wish he did this for me or did that for me, right? But how about if I tell you that it is you who is responsible primarily to take care of yourself? Mm. Because even when the other is taking care of you, they would take care of you in ways they know. But hmm. you would like to be take care to be taken care of in ways you want, right? Okay, so taking care of me means oh, my husband cooks a meal for me, and taking care by husband means oh, I see to it that she's not stressed out, right? So the the languages are different, but you only know how you need to be taken care of if you have certain health challenges, suppose, right? And you expect your husband to cook accordingly, it is not possible. it is you that is have to take care of your oh i have suppose high blood pressure i need to check keep a check on my, on my salt you cannot expect others to take care of you oh you don't have to take extra salt or this or that it is you only who is with you 24 hours others are going to go others are going to go attend their own needs but it is only you who's going to be there for you forever like you know for 24/7 nobody can be with you 24/7 they have to go to attend their needs they need to work they need to take care of their self right right uh, once you start taking care of your needs your own self you are not going to need anybody else believe me you you would not be that tantrumy woman who says oh nobody cares for me because you are taking care of yourself you know what you need and you know many times i've seen like when i can say the uh, patterns of codependency there is a, a pattern in women that i usually see oh i wish i had my husband who would take me out for dinner oh if i i i had my friend to uh, go out of how about choosing to accompany yourself mm. for that lunch date or dinner date why it is so embarrassing or uncomfortable to be with oneself why you always have to have someone who would do things for you right. how about being your mate first and then be able to have a soulmate i love that yes and i agree i just recently started going on dinner dates and lunches and things with wonderful. myself wonderful i love I you i truly enjoy it next love i'm going to maybe try going to Here's the movies right <laughs>
Correct. I love that because I did what I, I think I bought myself cards because I love wow. cards. So I actually bought myself like two cards and I put them on my Wonderful. table. Right. Like, you know, like you have wow, to. That's you just, know, wow. You already in tune. Because <laughs> it's that energy, right? Like if you yeah, want someone else absolutely. to do it, are you willing to do it for yourself? Exactly. Exactly. On point. I love it. I love it. One thing I did want to touch on that you talked about, right, as far as oh, I want my husband to do this, or oh, I want my friends to do that, is it made me think of also like a way to take care of yourself too is communication. Because a lot yes. of times we expect people to read our minds, yes. right? Like you said, as far as the salt, the like thing, maybe yeah. your husband can cook you a meal without salt, but if you haven't told him that the doctor yes. said no salt, then don't get mad at him yeah. for using yeah. the salt. You know, you yeah. have to communicate yeah. your needs and give people the chance to be there for you. That is the key of a healthy relationship is communication. Like, you know, and I, I completely agree and understand because at times it is just the lack of communication that is creating a mess in a relationship, right? right. And, and women always have this weird need for men to understand what they are going through. But it right, is, right. I'm sorry, men are not, all men are not Einstein. no. <laughs> I know. I remember talking to one of my friends and I'm like, you're supposed to read my mind. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Right? And if he yeah. could read your mind, look, that'll be a little scary. You probably really don't want what we think we want. Right. I don't really want you to read my mind. Right. <laughs> but I do anyway. <laughs> right. Go figure. That's, 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 that's women. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. We got to look at ourselves. We got to look yeah. at ourselves. Yeah. All right. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. I believe celebrating wins is super important. It helps us to keep going. It gives us the confidence we need. It gives us the boost, right, that we need. So tell us about your latest win and why it's important to you. The latest win for me is definitely my book, The Soulmate Mantra, and it is the number one bestseller on Amazon. Yes. And this is my first book ever. So that is, that is a great win for me. This is a winning of my, of following my soul's calling, a win of solo, following my soul's purpose. And I feel that every woman out there, I call out to you to follow your soul's calling and your soul purpose. Do not get into the mind games of creating doubt in, on your path and doubting oneself. Just if it is calling out to you, if it, it so much calls out to you, just walk on it. And you would definitely, definitely shine out bright. I love that. I love that. Love that. Congratulations. Being a number one Amazon bestseller is an amazing yeah, accomplishment, right? And I love your call to us women, right? Because that yeah. that is super important. You actually spoke to my spirit and soul. So, you know. I believe everything is in divine time, yes, right? So I'm amazed, right, right, myself. And, and, and believe me, the, this is what I completely believe. Even if I'm inspiring one person to take that action towards their soul's calling, I am living my purpose. Mm. I'm, I'm living my purpose and my work is done, kind of. Love it, love it. Yeah. All right, so tell us what being a winner means to you. It means living my soul's purpose. It means 
touching lives it means empowering women it means uplifting someone it means motivating someone and this is what womanhood is all about it mm. is the work that is done through winners through you is exactly rising in our own divine feminine essence and being here being in this space i feel so much expanded because the one of the characteristics of the divine feminine essence is collaboration mm. is support is not creating competition it's not creating jealousy and uh, manipulation but it is supporting each other it is motivating each other the more women unite bring in collaboration and cooperation with each other the more you are expanding in your energy vibrations you are more rising into your divine feminine essence and this is the need of this moment on this earth to bring that. out those vibrations of the divine feminine essence we all as women need to rise and this is exactly what is happening and i'm being a part of it and i'm love simply it. loving it yes i love that oh my goodness it's so interesting right because when i read rising to your feminine essence right in my mind i was like oh that's an area i need to work on right and then to hear you say like nicole this is what you're yeah, doing i'm like yeah this is exactly <laughs> what you are doing you are like you know you uh, you are a uh, a divine you are being you are reflecting that divine feminine essence who is holding that platform for other women to rise in their own essence yes. you are giving them platform to be there out in the world to be seen right love it love it love it love it love it you know sometimes Thank you do you. stuff and you don't know the true meaning of it you know yeah. you just know that this is what i feel i need to do right yeah. so it's always good yeah. to hear that you know like this actually has a title you know and it is yeah. a a great job yeah. and a worthy job right so i Wonderful. love that i love that all right well for lack i hate to see you go right but i'm not going to hold you all day right so before we do let you go do you have any parting words for us and then after that let the listeners know where we can find you start your social media your website and i know you told me you had a special offer for everyone yeah yeah the parting words i would say keep growing do not stop do not doubt yourself keep believing in yourself and take that small step you don't have to take huge action steps but that small step in the direction of your soul's desire is enough for now so just one step at a time i would Love say it. and Love for it. all the listeners i would like to offer a one on one one hour session with me to help you heal and transform in any area of your life especially my specialty is relationships so if you are going through any relationship challenges i'm here for you and you can find me on www.falakshake.com you can go there on my website and book the session with me and i'm here and happy to serve you i love it that is an amazing offer look i'm going to take advantage of the offer if y'all don't well i'm taking advantage in addition that is an amazing <laughs> offer falak we appreciate all of your insight appreciate your offer and just appreciate your presence today oh and for everyone listening the website and information will also be on the show notes so don't forget to check out the show notes so that you can get that direct link and go on over and book your session and check out everything else Falak has to offer
But again, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and go and grab a copy of my book, The Soulmate Mantra. It's available all over the world on Amazon. Yes. And we'll have that link as well in the show notes. So thank, thank you. you. Yes. Don't forget that because that's important. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Falak and I truly hope you did as well. During this episode, Falak inspired me to maintain healthy relationships and walk away from people that do not match my frequency. What inspired you from this episode? Send me an email and let me know. My email address is whenhersunited at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One of my models is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I'll be looking forward to receiving an email from you. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode to read Falak's full bio, to get the Cash App handle for Winhurst United, to get the direct link to the Buy Me A Coffee page for Winhurst United, and much more. Just head on over to winhurstunited.com forward slash podcast and choose the image for this episode, which is season eight, episode six. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, as always, be empowered and empower on. <laughs>